Hello everyone, I am Jonathan Little, back with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand number 238, if I counted correctly. It's a lot of episodes, I want to thank you all for being here. If you like this, share it with your friends. Click the like button, click the subscribe button, wherever you're watching this. That'll be very beneficial. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a review. That's how other people find me. It'd be great if people found me. Um, today, we are continuing to go through a $100 bounty tournament that took place at Stone's Gambling Hall with roughly another $100 as a bounty. So um, the bounties are big, but we're at the final table, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, we're playing relatively short stacks. A lot of people have almost no chips. So let's take a look at what we are dealing with. We're playing with a 16,000 big blind, and RC has... 181,000, so roughly 11 big blinds. He gets pocket kings in early position and decides to raise to three big blinds. So if I was in his shoes, I would either open shove, which is what you want to be doing if you are just shoving your whole range, or, which is uh, what the play that I would make, is I would min-raise. I would also min-raise with my other extremely strong hands and also some junky hands that are not good enough to shove. So let's say you know you can profitably shove... Ace-9 offsuit, maybe you want to min-raise Ace-8 offsuit and Ace-7 offsuit as well as a bluff with a good blocker. I think that's certainly reasonable. You could also do it with some junky suited hands, but usually when everyone else is playing an all-in or fold game, you want to be blocking their all-in range, and you do that by having an Ace in your hand. So you could use two strategies there that make logical sense that are easy enough to implement. One where you're just open-shoving everything. I actually have an app that shows you when to open-shove, although no apps are currently accounting for final table scenarios. We're working on implementing that, but it's a lot of work. Um, it's called the FTT Poker app, it's a uh, which stands for the Float the Turn Push Fold app. Definitely check it out. Anyway, in this scenario, Kings decides to raise the three big blinds, and then it folds around to Sue on the button with Jack Nine of Diamonds. Now, Sue has a lot of chips, 512,000. If everyone had 512,000, I could definitely get behind Sue calling. Um, a lot of people do not call nearly often enough on the button. Um, the hands you typically want to call with are the reasonable suited hands. However, when RC opens from relatively early position off of a very short stack, RC almost certainly has a very good hand. Now, the question is, how good is it? Um, it's tough to know, but I think you're going to find that Jack-9 suited is very, very dominated in this scenario. Here's RC. Let's watch him put in money with pocket kings, um, you just want to avoid this spot. I know jack-9 suited is pretty, but with shallow stacks, you just have to fold. You have to be disciplined to get out of the way. RC, well, before they show us what RC is going to do, he has 181k, the pot's 120. In this spot, you typically want to be betting big with your best made hands and your draws and checking your marginal stuff. And obviously, kings are one of the best made hands that certainly don't mind for protection, so I think you want to be betting big. And in this scenario, given the board actually is incredibly coordinated, and especially since we actually see Sue called with a hand like Jack, Nine of Diamonds, which means they could also have Queen, Jack, King, Queen, Ace, 10, 10, 9, 10, 8, et cetera, et cetera. I think I would just open shove. This is a board that should connect relatively well with a very loose calling range. So if you open shove, you're going to be able to make hands that have plenty of equity fold. Now, right here, we see Sue has 27% equity, which is actually a decent amount, right? Like, if you knew you could just go all in and make them fold out 27% equity, 
That's fine, especially at a final table where there's a lot of value in moving up the payouts. So very rarely are you looking to open jam in the spot. And if RC raised smaller preflop, he could get away with making a bet of roughly the size of the pot at that point. But whenever he only has 1.5 times pot left, I think the best place is to just jam all in. Because if you do bet small, what's going to happen is you're giving Sue the proper pot odds to draw to pretty much anything, right? Like you see here, five outs has 27% equity, which is a ton. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another option. Uh, you don't really want to bet something like 100 because that's pretty much the same as going all in, but it allows Sue the opportunity to fold later, which is only going to happen whenever the turn is just awful. That said, obviously there are, are going to be no bad turns for Sue in this scenario. So it doesn't matter in this instance, but it may sometimes. I suppose RC effectively did go all in by betting 100, but I think you're better off just making the 100 bet. Also, notice how RC had to kind of like take his whole stack and sort of pile it in there. That's difficult to do. Sometimes people will be able to get a read on that. Um, I'm not going to say that that's something you need to be overly concerned with, but it is a thing. I, I think you're much better off just saying all in and being done with it or putting one chip in and saying all in. Obviously, if you say all in, people maybe can read the sound of your voice, but I think that's way more difficult to do against most people than it is to see them like fumbling their chips into the pot as opposed to a confident jam. So now it's on Sue. This is the big problem with playing Jack-9 suited, is that sometimes you make a marginal made hand. And not just sometimes, often. Either you have nothing or you have a marginal made hand. Do you really want to be playing a marginal made hand when you know your opponent is going to be all in because your opponent is so shallow? And the answer to that is just no. So what should Sue do here? I think Sue has a very easy all in. It's unfortunate, but I think you need to put the money in. We actually mentioned this in a previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, maybe um, 236, if you want to go back and watch, where I mentioned um, how Lon McCarron put in 75k out of his 160k stack when he re-raised with Kings, I believe. And maybe there is something you can read into RC betting 60% of his stack. Like, why would he not jam, right? Um, if that is something you can do, you actually could fold Jack-9. Like, say you just knew your opponent had a hand that he thought was really good. Because he's only betting 100k with exactly good flush draws and overpairs and sets. Well, if that's the case, you could actually fold the Jack-9. But you're typically not trying to fold whenever you do find yourself in this scenario. Like, say it was a min-raise and you defended the big blind and it came 10-9-5. Yeah, you're putting your money in with Jack-9. But this situation was completely avoidable for Sue. And you can't get away with being splashy. Now, I don't know anything about Sue, so don't read into what I'm about to say. This type of play from Sue is very often what you see from cash game players who are very good at getting a hold of a lot of chips in tournaments, but very rarely hold on to them. They are splashing around in position with all sorts of reasonable suited connected hands. And while that does work sometimes, more often than not, it just doesn't because the best hand usually wins. Not always, but usually. Let's see if it wins this time. It does. All is just, and Pocket Kings wins. But this really does show you the pretty, pretty big mistake of calling a raise in the spot from someone who's likely reasonably solid. We haven't seen RC really play a hand yet. And he just played his big hand straight forward, right? And if people are going to play their big hand straight forward and you're going to pay them off, that's not going to work out for you. Tight, aggressive poker is often ideal as the stacks get shallow. But so far, 
in this final table at least, we've seen players playing loose, splashy, passive, and poker's still alive and well. Don't think it's not. That's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this hand, definitely check out my training site, pokercoaching.com. You can go there and get a completely free one-week trial. We have a lot of quizzes that will test you in situations like this, where we would ask you, what should you do with your kings? And I can promise you, if I made a quiz here, it would have been different than the way RC played it. I'd also ask how you would play the Jack-9 suited, and it would be different than the way Sue played it. And by experiencing these situations away from the table, over and over and over again in a quiz or a challenge format, that is going to go a long way to making you a significantly better player. So go check it out. It's completely free to sign up. PokerCoaching.com. You have no reason not to. Assuming you, you care about money and you want to get better at poker. If you're already well off and don't care about money, then go do something else. Have a great day. Good luck in your games. Be nice to someone. And I'll talk to you next time.